Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 264. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the world-renowned and talented art director, designer, and illustrator, Kevin Mayer. Kevin. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. So this has been a fun interview so far. We actually just started officially the interview, but we've been bantering for a good 15 minutes beforehand. So I'm excited. You, you've been working for many, many years on doing logo design, graphic mm -hmm. design, and you just recently just came out with your very first uh, comic book called Toxic Man, correct? So talk to us a little bit about Toxic Man. I So this is available now as of this recording. Yes. Global Comics, you can also get it through uh, through Amazon as well. Yep, and on my own site, you can buy a digital copy. It's digital right now. Eventually, I'm going to get to print. <laughs> I haven't gotten there okay. yet. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So talk to us a little bit about Toxic Man. I, again, I'm really excited to have our listeners and viewers uh, read this book. I've been bopping around the fringes of the comic industry for a while doing logos. And I always, when I went to school, I always wanted to be a comic book artist. That was my goal. Um, I did all the talent searches. I did all the, you know, go to the convention, show the portfolio. Never seemed to land <laughs> or work out. So I just said, I got to a point at uh, COVID happened. And I got to a point, I'm like, I'm just going to do it now. I'm just going to, I have all this time. I'm inside. So I'm just going to make my own comic. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done waiting for someone to hire me to draw Spider-Man or whatever. I'm just going to make my characters. So Toxic Man, I create. I actually had created when I was in high school. Um, I still have okay. like, the original design. Uh, um, now he's more of a funny character. When I created him in high school, it was like super serious and whatnot. But, you know, as I get older, I enjoy more humorous, funny things. So, <laughs> so Toxic Man is a washed up, middle aged um, superhero. He's out of shape. He drinks too much. And he's still, you know, still trying to latch on to his like uh, glory days. And his sidekick gets killed. Uh, okay. You know, in the first few, that's what happens. Like, so he's just. His sidekick gets killed and he the whole book is about him dealing with it and going on this wacky adventure because all of a sudden villains start coming after him for no reason. So it's um, it's a humorous thing. There's a lot of parody in it and a lot of making fun of like, you know, other superheroes and, and, and things like that. But it's basically just, you know, uh, this funny a comic about this just middle-aged guy it's just like the time has passed he doesn't have the six-pack abs anymore like all the other superheroes he's got kind of a beer gut and he drinks too damn much and he just it's like what do i do now you know it's like what he goes on this journey to try to like come to terms with everything so in a humorous way it's, it's not it's not too serious so talk to us a little bit about like just his uh, the character's origin story. Then how did he get his power? So he was an uh, an office worker, just the regular everyday, you know, just like the rest of us, commutes to work, etc. <laughs> um, boring, making copies in an office. But he worked in this uh, government, not not a government thing. It's like this uh, energy plant. 
So okay. um, it's probably subsidized by the government. I never came up with that. Part <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> so he doesn't know what's going on. He's making copies or doing whatever he's doing. He probably works in like an office or marketing or something. And there's an accident and the whole energy plant explodes. And he is the only survivor. He comes okay. out of it and he is emitting like all these toxic gases, like in his, is uh he just can't control it he's like doesn't know what to do he has no idea what's happening so but in america what would happen if we did that is what he did he sued the company <laughs> so, <laughs> so he sued for damages and he never had to work another day in his life so he was he got a big settlement because he was the only one who lived and now he's like polluted with like weird toxic gases that emit from his body so we sued and then he decided uh, one day while celebrating after his victory at, in the lawsuit <laughs> that he was going to he saw a superhero on the TV because this is a universe where superheroes exist. Um, he saw another hero and he decided, well, that's what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to be a superhero because right. I can afford to do whatever. And <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. So he became really popular. He got like a superhero girlfriend. He got a sidekick. And, you know, and then his. Then over time, fame is fleeting. But it's like like Hollywood here. Uh, it just it, it, he's at the comic cons, um, selling trying to sell his autograph for like a dollar, and no one no one wants to stand in his line. And we've all been to those comic cons where we've seen some people, and like that's that's sad. <laughs> so right. that was him. So yeah, he just he just fell deeper and deeper down a hole. He lost his girlfriend. He like he still tried to pretend to be a superhero, but he just he just was too busy drinking and feeling bad for himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this going to be like an ongoing series, or is this kind of a one shot? Um. Right now, I do have a two other. I I wanted to make it so it was self contained. Um, right. I get frustrated when i buy uh comics obviously like a lot of people i hate waiting for the next issue um a lot of people buy graphic novels now and a lot of people especially independent comics it takes so long from one issue to come out to the next because independent creators have so much on their plate they have right. day jobs they have so much to do so it, it takes a while for the second issue to come out it could be like six months like you know to a year so i wanted to make mine self-contained so you can read this you can go away and never hear about it again if you like it you didn't like it whatever but i also want to make more uh, issues that are all self-contained. So every issue I think I'm going to do will be a self-contained story. And then eventually I'll collect them all and, you know, do that. That's my whole future, future plan. I'm sure it won't work out like that at all, but <laughs> that's, that's my plan is to, I have two more ideas for, I have a sequel and a, a, a trilogy planned out in my head. So with, with, with your with your ideas, does it focus around Toxic Man or some tertiary characters for some of your other stories? Um, mostly for this specific one, it's him and his little gang of misfits, basically. Okay. Um, a lot of, like, I love creating characters, so there's a lot of random villains, a lot of random people, but there's, like, a, f a core group that's in okay. the book that's, they'll be the ones that will reoccur. So okay. for this, and then I have some, a million other ideas for like 8 billion other comics that I haven't even gotten on paper yet, so. <laughs> which are all so new characters and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, because you, you're, you, you're a full-time creative. So how yeah. do you, how do you 
save some of that energy to do some of your passion work? <laughs> well, most of my day jobs are a lot of it is, you know, it's not like my passion, you know, it's what right. the CEO wants or what a manager wants, right. or, you know, a lot of it is like, um, I do a lot of like lately UX design. So I'm like doing buttons and things like that. So to me, that stuff isn't as it's creative, but it's right. not my passion to do that. Like I, my passion is to draw and do illustration and draw comic books. That's what I love to do. So it's a separate thing. When I get home, the, the thing is I get off the computer. That's, that's the first step because all my work is done on obviously a Mac and you know, that's what I do all day. When I draw, when I get home, I draw traditionally, that whole comic was drawn traditionally. Oh, so wow. I don't, okay. I don't, and I inked it traditionally like, well, with pens, not with the brush, but I colored it in Photoshop, but everything I do like that was done, uh, the way I was taught, you know, the way I learned in school, that's what I like to do. I like to draw traditionally. So wow, uh, okay. it takes, it takes a lot longer. <laughs> and I, and there are guys, there are people out there that can blow me out of the water with some of their procreate stuff. And like, they can just knock out comic book pages in a minute, but I would prefer to do it just like that. So it gets me excited to be like, Oh, I get to draw tonight. So mm. instead of working on the computer for another four hours, so right. that's, that's, that's how I usually keep it <laughs> like the creative energy flowing for that. So when you put this together, do you script it out or how do you, what's the process? <laughs> well, it was a learning curve for the first book, obviously. <laughs> uh, I had had a, a rough script uh, mm. written out not really the greatest writer on the planet. Like I'm mostly an artist. So um, I, I wrote a rough script um, and I did it kind of the Marvel way where the old Marvel way, where you kind of like made the panels and you're like, this is kind of what's going to happen here. And I have an idea. This is kind of what they're going to talk, say. And I drew the panel and then I kept going. And then at the end, when I was doing the lettering, I was actually writing a lot of the dialogue at the end because it was like plugging in some stuff because i hadn't fully fleshed it out <laughs> so it worked for me <laughs> right and, and so so because what you as you're talking about here this kind of has a, a a different and unique style to what you do in your day job as well yeah, yeah. um my day well I do a few things in my day job, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do a lot of vector assets in my day job too. Uh, and that has a specific style and everything that I right. need to adhere to. So this, um, I had done web comics in the past, uh, tried mm -hmm. to like launch a whole web comic and did all that for like five years that went nowhere. <laughs> so I kind of combined like the whole superhero at, at like the serious superhero stuff with my cartoony style and I merged it and it, it kind of ended up what this book is right um so so talk to us also a little bit about also just to kind of give us uh, give the the listeners and the and the listeners and the viewers a little bit of background as well is that as a professional designer mm -hmm. how has being a professional designer help you in the layout of comic books um actually that was the easiest part for comics uh, because I am so used to laying out magazines and brochures right. and things. So to me, I wanted to, well, for my first comic, I didn't do any crazy layout stuff. Um, I wanted to get the comic out and down and like 
this is how it should be like I, right. like classic things but as time goes on i want to experiment more with different kinds of layouts and different kinds of things because i'm so used to doing crazy kind of brochures and, and magazines and being creative on what things need to fit where and and you know make right. everything legible and everything readable so that part was actually simple laying out the comic and all the the production work like the pre-production work for the printer like when i get to mm. the printer part but even just for the digital side getting it uploaded to you know kindle and global and all that stuff it was it, that was actually the part i was very experienced with and it didn't have a problem <laughs> the writing and the lettering and some of the other stuff was like oh <laughs> there's a lot of rules here <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> So, so talk to us about that. What were some of the rules and things that you kind of, you learned that you, you thought you already knew before you yeah. made the comic that you had to, you had to learn <laughs> lettering specifically. Now okay. I, as a graphic designer, I'm thinking I could jump right in, but it's not as easy as people think. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, there's a lot of little like rules about typography and stuff in the, in the lettering, like certain dashes, certain quotes, certain ways to, to present the people talking that I was not aware of. And I actually read that, uh, the Nate Picchio's lettering book. Uh, it really, really helped. It really like showed me a lot of stuff that I didn't even know. <laughs> so, and as a designer, I was shocked. I didn't know it. I'm like, oh, because I never really deal with conversation in graphic design pieces for companies. Like I don't right. deal with people talking most of the time. It's mostly like logos and marketing words and, and, you know, pricing and things like that. And it, there's a lot of little nuances that you, you don't uh, know. And I did get a compliment, a couple compliments on the lettering because uh, somebody had said to me in the past that like, if the lettering's bad, you notice if the lettering's good, you don't notice. And then that means right. it's good. So somebody said, I, this is your first comic and the lettering was really good and I didn't notice it at all. So it was, it was a good compliment to me. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> That's true. Cause like some of the things are like, for instance, having the space, the space between the the word bubble edge and then the yeah. where the words are placed it has to be a certain space in there as well yeah i yeah. fudged some but <laughs> i tried to keep it like you know <laughs> that's like good so as you said you did so for instance when we're, you know for for our listeners out there we're looking at pages i believe uh two and three on your of your comic so yeah <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, pages five and six, pages oh. five and six of your comic. Do you know that? Did you, were these on? Cause you said you actually like hand drew them mm -hmm. out and everything. So were these actually on the traditional comic book page it, paper? It wasn't on the traditional paper. It was just on regular okay. paper. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, um, you know, it, it wasn't as necessary because I knew I was going to scan it and color okay. it in Photoshop. So it wasn't that um, I don't I like some of the panels like I messed up and I had to like go back and like redraw a panel on another page and like rescan it, throw it in there and things like that. OK, it was a lot of learning, um, right. but a lot. Most of it was. Yeah, it, it was not so, a lot of it when I got to the inking portion. Um, so I drew it on like regular paper. I scanned it. I printed it out. So and I inked it on Bristol board. Mm. Um, and then I went from there, like obviously mishmash some panels here and there. But uh, most most of it was very, very traditional. 
Right. No, do you have, uh, as a right, you know, we were talking, we were talking before we went on the air about, you know, like the gener the Gen X generation where we were kind of like being really close to like, you know, like, you know, the, the comics of the eighties and early nineties. Yep. Did you have, do you have already like a world building aspect to this world you're creating in toxic man? Like, do you know who some back, you know, super villains and, and heroes are with like their powers and yeah. all that <laughs> stuff as well. Um, for the most part, um, I keep a, a, like a folder file of just all kinds of random superheroes I've created or heroes or villains or characters. Some don't even have stories right. yet. Um, and I have a basic idea of where people relate to who and what things are. Everything in the book, this book, most of this world will just be centered in Carbon City, which is where he lives. And it's kind of like the Gotham, like it's like a made-up city. Uh, so they don't they they don't go outside of it too much. Um, when they do, it'd probably be a big deal. So, but yeah, that's like my little world-building kind of like thing. So, right, you know. So who's his? So so who's um Toxic Man's like um arch nemesis? Who's his major villain then? Um. Well, that's a secret in the book. So it's a, secret? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a it's a reveal in the book that ends okay. up being his nemesis. So you'll see it uh, if you read it. Yeah, I don't right. want to spoil. It. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> okay, so it's already it's opened up in issue one. Talks about that then, right? Yes, yes. Once okay. you get through, like almost near the end of the book, big reveal happens, and you're like, oh. <laughs> so and that's that. That person will be his nemesis, probably main nemesis going forward um i have a ton of other ideas for villains though so <laughs> when you mentioned like some other books that you're becoming up with are they specific around toxic man or are they around other superheroes um some other ideas i have uh no well, well if i just do toxic man it's just him and this gang but other books right. i have will be i've had some ideas um I like a lot of different art styles. So, and I want to try some different art in different mm. books. And so like I have some horror comic ideas um, and I want to try like a different art style for those books. Like right. when I get to it, who knows when that will be. <laughs> and then I had uh, like some more cartoony style, like more really more animated stuff, like kind of like the web comics I used to do. Um, they're more like newspaper esque strips kind of stuff. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's, that's, that's what I have planned out so far. <laughs> this is a lot. I haven't got, got too far. I have some parodies that are other parody things. I kind of want to flesh out a little more that I've thought about, but again, I want them all to be different art styles. So that's, that's where, right. yeah, I want to do I want to do as many weird things as possible. And then maybe one will hit and I'll become, you know, the walking dead guy, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, you never you never hit with the first thing the first few times. I mean, right. it'd be shocking if this like I kept releasing books and it became pretty popular. I'd be pretty happy, but yeah. it usually yeah. takes a few tries. And do you, what what do you like most about the process? The actual drawing it out or the actual yep. the scripting it out? I like the drawing over everything. Uh, the scripting right. I find a little tedious. Uh, right. <laughs> the coloring I find a little tedious because it's like you got to sit on the computer again for more time but i i would prefer just to draw it i like my second favorite part is creating characters i just like drawing 
weird things like weird characters i'm like oh this guy could fit here or this girl could fit there and just designing costumes and things like that it's just it's the best part of comics to me uh even when i used to play a lot of video games a, every video game i used to play if it had a character creator mode i would spend more time making my own character than actually playing the game right. <laughs> so that's just what i love to do right and and so you know with, with that said would you ever be uh looking at having like writers because you, you said you've been in the industry long enough to know like different writers and, and illustrators and stuff would would you think about because you have all these stories to tell like you know created by kevin mayer written by so-and-so illustrated by kevin mayer would that be something you would want to do as well i think it matters which uh comic i do um right. if it's a comic i'm not so like attached to and i just came up with the idea i'm like i need a writer for this plot this is a great idea but i don't know how to really write it and make it intriguing right. i would absolutely do that i think right. toxic man himself that's all mine i don't that's yours that, that's i don't yeah. think i would let anybody touch that uh, <laughs> that's just it's been so i've had him in my folder for so long i've had some of the other characters in in there for so long i just they're kind of they're mine. And I don't want to. I don't right. want to give them, let anybody else play in a sandbox unless yeah. I'm <laughs> unless I'm making a lot of money doing it. <laughs> and and so putting together a comic book, actually lay, page layout by page layout, how important is that you've learned? How important is when you look at both pages out, laid out together like this, like your your opposite pages looking at each other? How important is that for? the reader to kind of follow along well that was uh actually a learn another learning experience in making the okay. first comic um <laughs> i had sent my comic out to my it was originally this was originally made to just be digital okay and so i didn't want any full page two page spreads I wanted, if somebody read it, reads it on an iPad, they can just go page by page because, you know, I'm okay. used to digital comics. I read a lot of digital comics. So, and I'm like, that's perfect. There'll be splash pages, but I don't want the full fold out thing because on an iPad, sometimes it's, you don't see it right. Things get small. Right. I just, I just didn't like it. So I made sure there was no double page super spreads like that. So a lot of the times, like in the book, like the, the two page spread looking at it like that, it, there's no rhyme or reason to some of the design choices right. on it. So right. um, when now, when I uh, actually let uh, a friend, my friend, Erica Schultz, uh, who I do a lot of her logos, the writer, um, she, I had her like look through it and before mm -hmm. I released it and she's like, what happens when you send it to print? I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she's like all like it's in the corner of the book there's all these like li this little beer can pile and it gets bigger right. and bigger as the book goes and she's like <sighs> if if you print that the beer can's going to be in the middle of the page and i was like i didn't even think of that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something i had no idea that was going to happen because <laughs> i was just planning it to be digital and it was, right. it was just a funny thing that like when you make your own comic like these little things if you're not if you don't do it a lot they, they, you just don't think about them it's weird i right. mean though i think i got it to a point where it's it's visible if i want to get it to, to print so it's not going to be a problem so <laughs> but because i had to go back and i think i adjusted it a little to, to eventually send it out to print right well i mean that's a good point that you're making kevin because normally what it is is people think think people think about when it comes to making comics that there's 
two things. There's the artist and then there's the, the writer. Artist, but so <laughs> there's there's but you know, you know, stereotypically speaking, but graphic design is a huge, huge aspect of of making comics because yeah. as you say, you wanna you want the reader to kind of follow that Z formation of like you know, going left to right, left to right, because it, it needs to read like a book, but also it has to have a visual presence to it that that you want to look at the entire page and actually see it as a image in yeah. a sense as well. And there's uh, a lot of panels and art that like I, I wanted to, I had to draw it so it, like it looks like it flows, like even mm -hmm. like somebody's shoulder cuts off hair and it goes over to the next page. Like it's just stuff like that, that I was cognizant of, but some people might not be because I've just done it with other stuff so often. So, right. but I have a greater appreciating appreciation for letterers and colorists now than I ever had before. <laughs> So I'll say that like that is two parts of the comic book that people don't think about a lot. And I think they're so much more important than I'm, right. I was like when I did the, the, the coloring, I was like, my God, I need to hire colorists. <laughs> Have you ever. Th so when you look at other comics, as you say, when you're looking through some of this stuff um, with your graphic design hat on, what are some of the mistakes you see comic creators make from a graphic design perspective when you look at a page that you said, man, obviously you should have talked to a graphic designer before this went to print. <laughs> what are some Most, of those things that you notice? It's mostly the lettering and okay. the sound effects. Okay. Um, I sometimes sound effects, they are jammed in there when they're, they just, there's no room for them. Like I had planned out my sound effects ahead of time and i had the opportunity to do that because i was both drawing and lettering it so some people don't right. get to do that but i have seen sound effects that don't uh they look very out of place they're off the page like they're hanging off the page when nothing else hangs off the page um i've actually seen let and again that lettering thing some letters the the balloons are weird or they just don't look right and it throws off the whole book they use a different font and it just changes everything so um right. But yeah, those are those. I think those are the two biggest things that I see. Oh, and, and also, um, who's speaking? Uh, a lot of times, if especially like, because I have a lot of captions in my book, but I put and I learned that from Marvel and a bunch of other places. They put the little symbol of the person who's to like. So when Toxic Man talks, you see the little Toxic Biohazard symbol in the corner, and the color the. Right. The, the thing is blue so you know it's it's him and I, you know deadpool does all that with all of his books um and sometimes it's gets confusing um in in newly people when they're first starting out i think um but in some of the other books i've read not not many i think a lot of people are smart enough to hire letterers at this point <laughs> <laughs> and so a, a lot of people do you see can you tell the difference when somebody actually uses digital lettering as opposed to actual handwriting lettering? Uh, no, I think it's all digital now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mine's digital, so lettering. But yeah, I can I can tell in the art a lot though, like when somebody hand draws something and when somebody does it digitally. But it's getting harder and harder to tell. <laughs> hmm. right. I've seen yeah. stuff that I'm like I thought it was a painting, like an acrylic painting, and it's not. <laughs> really <laughs> so i've been yeah. fooled a few times and there are things that i thought were like like you know totally digital and that weren't it's just right. i think i think people's talent is getting so much it's crossing lines and i think mm -hmm. people's talent is just so vast so right 
how has graphic design evolved since you started doing this? Uh, <laughs> well, when I first started, I was making newspaper ads. That's how long ago <laughs> I started. Um, I was putting things, big, big old headlines and, you know, black and white images. And I mean, design has gotten uh, over. So it got very, I felt like very complicated at the beginning. Like mm. once newspapers and things like there was a certain style you had to do for newspapers and things like that. And right. then people stopped really reading newspapers, stopped using newspapers and things kind of got creative, complicated. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff for magazines online and, and things like that. And now I see a trend where everything seems to get simpler and simpler and simpler, which I don't like. Like you see all these logos that of all these companies that. They had like these elaborate, nice, sometimes really nice logos and they simplified right. it. Now it's Helvetica or it's just Futura font. And it's like, we unveiled the new logo. And I'm like, that looks like just somebody typed it in Word. <laughs> There's no difference. Like you had like a nice mark and like it had a symbol and all that stuff. So I think it's gotten to the point. I think that's the whole, and this is just personal opinion. I think the whole like Mac, like aesthetic and everything has, is pushed and were like even were uh squarespace and all that stuff has pushed everything towards this like clean sleek uh right. design and i don't think it's very interesting right <laughs> so it, i've seen like three levels of design go through i think now and i i mean who knows what will happen in the next 20 years <laughs> but it's like you bring up a good point though when a design is very very similar to say fashion or oh, yeah. where it's like there it's almost there's a seasonal thing to it where it evolves to the point where if you're making a comic book, you're going to make a comic book with word bubbles. Like there's, right. it's there, it's, it's pretty standard on, I mean, you can be creative with it with, with, the, but design, you have to keep up with it's, trends. It's kind of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like keeping up with the programs. It's like, I constantly right. have to learn. I constantly have to see what's being used because there are fonts that were cool back then that you do not touch now. Like you just right. don't do it because they look like they're from the seventies or the eighties or whatever, because they were everywhere back then. And now you can't use them because you date your company, you date your customer or whatever. And it's just, it is like that. Um, it's, it, it does get tiresome after a while. Sometimes I think, well, I wish I was an accountant because math doesn't change. Like math <laughs> is math. Like it's not gonna, two plus two is not going to change ever. I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, it does right. get frustrating. Me and my wife have that conversation constantly because she's a photographer and a videographer and it's constantly relearning programs and re this is the new thing. This is the new way to do it. This is the new. So it is like fashion and it moves, it moves faster as you get older. <laughs> is this the reason why you see as you're drawing pencil to paper, on your comic book as a as a level of therapy because it's separated from your digital graphic design world as well i yeah i absolutely believe that it definitely uh it's just a pencil on paper is always the same and yeah. you know i i like to draw on pastel sometimes i like to paint watercolor too like those things haven't changed for thousands of years you know yeah new paints right. come out and stuff but the techniques are quite similar still like right. the same techniques i learned how to paint in college are still relevant today like you, you still paint right. that way with acrylics so it really is like it gives me that like home homey feeling 
And so what advice would you give to someone that might be interested in getting into graphic design? Oof, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very difficult right now. I'll, I'll be honest. Like there are people get coming out and, and just there's, they're saying AI is going to get rid of your jobs and all this stuff. And right. like, but I think the future of a lot of graphic design, like the, the people who make the most money and have a really successful career from what I've seen, uh, they do a lot of motion design. Um, that's mm. really good. It's, it's really hard uh, from what my own experience. I do a tiny bit and it's, it's, I find it difficult. Um, I would be go that in that direction or go towards the UX design. I see constant jobs for like, uh, web backend stuff but they they need someone to make it look good so if you mm. can like design like a website of some kind or design the way an app looks or a website looks or you know mostly apps actually that's probably a better direction to go in is apps if you can design the way an app looks and make it look nice and they can always hire someone to code it because they can't they can't make it look good i work with web developers they they do not grasp those nuances <laughs> and if you can make it look good companies want you uh so right. i think anything in that world like apps and motion design i feel like are like big futures um i thought like web design would be like back like 10 years ago like everybody's just doing this everybody's doing dreamweaver everybody's doing whatever it's probably more than 10 years ago actually um but now squarespace and wix everybody just signs up builds their own site and they're done like nobody right. has nobody has a need for for you you can you can still charge but the, the like and to build it for them but you're gonna get more uh a lucrative career from like say like espn asking you to do animation graphics for sports center like that's just right there it's a long it's a it's like a coca-cola is going to be like oh we need you to animate this stuff in 3d and things like that like those those areas in my mind are, are the future because the basic stuff has been automated <laughs> and it sucks for people like me <laughs> right. um i had a i had a previous guest on and i asked her the same question about what you mentioned about ai um and she said something that was pretty poignant she says um ai can only make good things um there is plenty of that there there's only a finite room for good mm -hmm. work but there's plenty of room for great work and oh. ai can never make great work it can only yeah. make good work i've been so. playing around with some of the ai stuff uh <laughs> the chat and all that thing yeah. and yeah it's some of the low low level stuff it's gonna wipe it out but the, it yeah. can't it can't make you can't get that thing to write my comic you can't right. because I'm so ridiculous up here that I put like random characters in the book that really have no place. <laughs> and, and an AI is not going to do that. It's going to be like, I don't, I don't, why would you put that there? It doesn't make sense. The ludicrous right. part of art will never right. be replaced by AI. And that's one right. good thing. That's why I like art. And I think all those kind of movements like da da and all that stuff eventually will right. come back in the future because they're ridiculous <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm also curious about when you're doing your, your your character creation what is this one give us an example of one care besides toxic men because that's one, one's really fun what is one character creation that you're sitting there with your pencil and your paper that you wrote out 
maybe this year, last year, 10 years ago, they're like, I can't wait for people to find this this person. <laughs> what is that one thing that kind of fits within that Kevin Mayer-esque like work? Oh man, there's there's so many in my folder that I haven't <laughs> actually one of the it's one of the characters in Toxic Man was one of the one of the villains was that guy. Um yeah. I had I had drawn him many, many years ago, and he's this fat guy. And he's uh he's just, he's called the American Dream, and he's this, this fat guy, and he's got all cameras around him, like he's like a like a you know he wants to be famous. Well, he is famous. Right. And my friend saw him and said that was the most American thing he ever saw, and it was the most <laughs> hilarious thing he ever saw. He's like this fat guy just obsessed with himself. Like he's like this is perfect. You got to put this in a book. So that's why that character's in the book. He's not in it for long, but he's he's in there. That's one of the one of the characters that I was happy to get out. Like I was like, this is one of my favorites, and I, I wanted to get him out of the. Of, but um, outside of that, you know, I, I've I've thrown a lot of characters out there when I was doing web comics. I like had this, I had like a whole group of friends. Like um, it's kind of like Charlie Brown esque, and some of the some of the adults were like ridiculous like a little old men and like they were just cranky and stuff and i thought those are great and they just never really went anywhere <laughs> i like cranky old men characters i, <laughs> I got a lot of those <laughs> now so so if if people want to learn more about your work, Kevin, where's the best place they could go to? Uh, they could go to my website. Uh, it's kevinmaherdesign.com. Um, it has basically all my design portfolio, my illustration portfolio, and all the logos I've done for other books that are in print. Actually, one just got funded on Kickstarter by Erica Schultz, uh, Christabel. I did that logo. Uh, nice. That so that just got funded today or yesterday. I think it just hit its goal. So that should be wow, coming out okay. in the future. Um, so every you can see, and it ha it also has uh, you know other comic samples, other illustration. I do a lot of um, GI Joe and like fan art stuff like that because right. I love GI Joe. I love Transformers. I love all that stuff. So I do a lot of. I try to experiment with like watercolor and things like that. So you can see all of that. And then there's like my commissions and rate sheet. You can see if you ever need to hire me for anything or, you know, I have, I have all the, the, the things on there. So everything is there. So that's my main right. hub. And outside of that, I'm usually on Twitter um, at KM comics and toys. That's, and that's also my Instagram handle, but those are the two social media ones. I, I bop around. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. Well, this has been great, Kevin. Uh, come back on when you have your next book. Coming oh, out. sure. Definitely. Yeah. Whenever I come up, when I have a next project, I'll definitely email. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Like obsessed with Skeletor, so I have a bunch of Skeletors. <laughs> I love. How did we go from being kids, like you know, know, being Gen Xers, where we were just like, <laughs> "That is the bad guy," to the point where like we like for some reason yep. we're nostalgic over like the cartoonish villains of like the eighties because like... they were serious, and it's like yeah. so like the cartoonish villains that are l real life today are so much worse than right. like 
Skeletor yelling, calling people buffoons. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but I just.